Coming up today on the Real and Random Podcast, this is one you're going to want to tag a couple of girlfriends, boyfriends, foes, enemies, all of them. Everyone needs to hear this episode. It's about the power of manifesting your dreams and goals. My guest today, Lionel Williams, he's going to go into detail on how the power of manifesting, writing things down, having a vision board, having a clear vision can lead you to the likes of O, as in Oprah and the Obamas. Yes, he's friends with Oprah. He's hobnobbed and rubbed elbows with some of the biggest A-listers in Hollywood. He's been on a private jet with the Obamas and the dog, might I add, which means you've totally arrived. And so you definitely want to just pull a seat up, listen to this episode, because it's going to have you thinking, rethinking, and scratching your head on, am I doing some things right? Am I limiting my beliefs? Or do I need to get some new beliefs and, and go for the gold, the gusto? That's coming up today on The Real and Random Podcast. You don't want to miss this episode. That interview starts now. Take it away, Lonnell. My name is Lonnell Williams, um, and I've known Rashida for a while online, but this is like our first time actually really getting a chance to chat. Uh, professionally, I wear many hats, but I will say that um, one of my passions and one of the things that my business ventures allow me to do is to travel a lot. So I, I get to do a lot of that. Um, I've also used social media to put myself into some very unique spaces. So um, tell me a little bit about, uh, so your background, you went to school and majored in? I majored in telecommunications many, many, many years ago at Pepperdine University in California. And, um, and I started working in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked on a show called A Different World years ago. Y'all know that's way, way a long time ago. And uh, I worked on that for a few years and then I ended up working uh, with a concert. I actually worked on Patti LaBelle's had a short-lived sitcom with Morris Chestnut and Vivica Fox called Out All Night. I worked on that for like a few months because it got canceled, by the way. And then I decided I was going to take a year off because I just didn't like the person that I was becoming. I was becoming very Hollywood. So I took a, take a year off and then I started getting, I get this part-time job at the time I was working for this airline and I started traveling and I was like, oh, this is crazy. So I did that for a few years. Um, and then the dawn of social media happens. And then it's interesting because that actually connecting on social media actually brought me back into the world of Hollywood. And I ended up doing correspondent work for Entertainment Tonight and Insider. I was recently in a book, not recently, but a couple of years ago called uh, Hustle, Believe, Receive uh, by Sarah Centrella about um, ways to manifest things that you want in your life. And so I kind of, all these things now have merged together and that's kind of where we are today. So you also wound up on the Oprah show. We see the picture of Oprah and you and so yes. then yes. How did that come about? Was that some of your manifestation or did it manifest itself on you? <laughs> Actually, I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah. So I like the first time I ever met her was back in the nineties, like 98. Actually, I had gone to a taping of her show and, uh, I got to meet her afterwards briefly, but that was, you know, just a regular random fan encounter kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and about eight years ago, seven or eight years ago, I used Twitter, actually. When she, when she joined Twitter, when she first launched the OWN Network, uh, I started tweeting, you know, um, letting her know that there were people here who were supporting her vision because the press was really, really hard on her at the launch of the network. And there were a group of us, we call ourselves the own ambassadors, and we really were just in there tweeting and watching and supporting the shows and letting her know that, no, we do support you and we're here for you 100%. And she started seeing some of those tweets and she really appreciated it. And then at one point, 
she was tweeting me. Uh, she was, I was tweeting actually another friend, a guy that she follows, and she saw the tweet about me coming to Chicago. And then she'd ask if I was coming there to attend her live class taping. And I was like, no, I'm going to watch the live stream because I don't have a ticket. Well, she took care of that. And the rest is history. No, she just really took care of me and then treated me to dinner at her favorite restaurant that night. Uh, and then started inviting me to stuff regularly, and including this, these pictures that you see behind me, which were us at, um, at UCLA when she was taping Super Soul Sessions. Uh, one of them, one, she's done several of them. And, uh, but that's, just, that's how that came about. It was actually the relationship was really, uh, the connection was born on Twitter. Don't underestimate the power of social media. And pe I always say this, I say people are people. They may have a few more zeros behind their name, but they're just like you and I both, right? So we shouldn't be afraid to, to, to reach out. I mean, what's the worst that'll happen? They'll either ignore you or they'll respond. <laughs> right, right. And either way, you'll be okay. There you go. <laughs> and I say that all the time. It's like, no, you really have to, you really have to uh, just put yourself out there. And if you're engaging with people, engaging with people, do so sincerely. Don't do it trying to get something because people will be turned off by that and they will sense that. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to get anything from her or anybody that I tweet with. Um, or if, there is, if they have a, something that is beneficial to you that, that you can benefit from, definitely just make it mutually beneficial. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't just try to you don't make me just feel used. Like I just gotta lay here and take this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have to you have to offer something. And you'll be surprised how people will respond. And the beauty is for the young people, I say, because you don't understand what you have when in this whole social media thing. It's it's much more the selfish. You have a lot of potential to yep. put yourself in places that previously were inaccessible. I'm trying to tell you, everybody that I've talked to that's been on my episodes, I call it my little talk show, um, the, the theme is very common. It's about relationships. If you don't know nothing else, by the time this thing is all over, you better get yourself a few relationships. <laughs> Definitely so. Not Definitely. but relationships. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, again, with social media, it's easier to massage those relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, and people think you got to just kind of constantly be worrying them 24-7. No. Just check in with people. So I do this. I, once a month, I go through my contact list of people and just send them a text, hey, you crossed my mind, just thinking of you. I don't want anything. I'm not, I don't want to be that person that only reaches out to you when they need something. Manifesting your dream. You started out with a degree in communications and journalism, did that, then decided to want to do something else. And I have this thing where I say, you never know what you don't want to do until you at least try it. You right. know, the person's like, I don't want to do that. I don't think that's going to work. And it might be the thing that's totally for you. So include it before you exclude it, right? Absolutely. You did all those things. Now you work as a commercial... Flight attendant. Uh, private flight attendant now. I did work as a uh, commercial one. Now I work privately. And that so. was, you know, was that a dream of yours to do that? How did that mean? None, none of that was a dream of mine. I mean, that was, that whole working and, and travel, I was like, uh-uh. I was like, what? That wasn't even on my radar. Wow. And so um, the reason I actually initially got a job with a commercial airline back in the day was because a girlfriend that I worked with on a different world, uh, we had taken the summer hiatus. We were on break and she and I were trying to meet for lunch. And she was going to do a job interview because she wanted something for the summer while we, while we were off from filming the show. And I said, well, I'll come down and sit in the thing with you and then we can go to lunch afterwards. 
And then I'm sitting in here, but I had to participate. And the next thing I know, they asked me, can you come back tomorrow? Can you come, can you start training on this? And I was like, well, wait, I'm not here to do. But I said, well, I'm not doing anything this summer. So I, you know, I'll check it out. And I started hopping on in planes and crossing continents. And I was like, well, this is not so bad. And the beauty of the schedule is you get paid full time, but it's really kind of like part time hours. So mm-hmm. I have half of the month off and then I'm gone half of the month. And that, uh, like you were just saying, you don't know. You just don't know. So you got to be willing to just lean into it. It wasn't something that I saw for myself, but when the opportunity arose, I don't believe in coincidences. So, mm-hmm. you know, why did we go to that particular, why did my friend Kim and I go to that particular uh, job interview thing, right. job fair? when it could have been something totally different in a whole different industry because I was supposed to be there. Which also means if you stay ready, you ain't never got to get ready. You ain't got to get ready. Y'all better learn. <laughs> you know, when I was in college, I used, I, I had this vision that I said, I want to be like a CEO of some company. And I always wanted to wear power suits and high heels. So that I literally would go to classes dressed like that. <laughs> and I wanted to manifest and project what I wanted to be where my college friends, no shade, but you know, they have one uh, scarf, you know, roll out of bed, just roll to class. <laughs> like me today, right? And I was like, that's fine. But for me, I want something different. And the funny thing about that is people started offering me jobs. Like I never really had to work at like, you know, the chain restaurants or whatever. People would say, Hey, if you ever need a job, here's my card. And it could be a year later and I would call them and they would remember me. And right. I never had to really hustle for jobs when I was in college. It was like the craziest stuff. So everything you're saying now, I'm playing back in my mind going, it's so true. If you're it is true. And like you said, you, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And you, were already, you, you already stood out from the pack because you came looking the part. Right. And that's, you know, and when uh, someone that's in the professional world is looking at a young college student, they, you know, they, they can see you are already ahead of the game. So right. definitely I want to mold you and bring that kind of energy into, into my business, of course. But we don't think about it at that time because we're just hustling and we're just thinking about, you know, you know, you might be looking at it from a, a different standpoint when you're trying to get in the door. But it's like, you know, I'm going to set, but I am setting myself apart. I'm going to dress the part. I'm going to look the part. And that's part of the whole visualization. That's the whole part of manifesting is you have to really see it and believe it in your, in your mind first and constantly believe it in your mind uh, for it to actually manifest in your life physically. And that's, that's what you were doing then. I sure was, child, because I was like, I can't be doing all this this grunt work stuff. This ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting these grease burns off this fry machine. Uh-uh, not today. Ain't no grease coming back on this one. Lanell goes into talking about writing the vision, making it plain, watch that thing manifest and grow, but you got to water it. So, yeah, I love it. So do you actually write like your vision? Because that's like big these days, right? People writing vision boards. I've never really written one out, but I believe it in my mind. It's I yeah. it all day long. So what do you say to that? I, I've done it all. I started like you did uh, in my, but well, they all started in your mind. But um, I remember in high school, I trying to get into my college choice. I didn't even realize at the time that I was doing this, but I would, I would lay out pamphlets and just constantly be immersed in seeing myself on the campus, seeing myself enrolled in these particular courses. I just, you know, and I constantly just fed that, you know, that vision to myself mm-hmm. and then it manifests. Now I do actually do a board. Really? Um, and people need to understand, you know, it's like you say, a lot of people are always talking about, oh, let's all do a vision board. Well, it's not just about slapping some pictures on a piece of paper. That yeah. is not, 
that ain't even his vision board. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's just your little remind. That's your little physical reminder. Okay. Actual work is in massaging your mentality. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You've got to constantly just be in the mentality. But, you know, how am I going to feel when I walk into this dream home? How am I going to feel when I get on vacation and I hear the waves in Tahiti? What, you know, what, what is that going to be? What am I going to be grateful for in that moment? How am I going to get to that moment? And that's the part we usually obsess over is the how we're going to get there. And we usually limit ourselves because we always think it's only about money. Well, I've got to have enough money. Give me more money. And that's what has this world in a mess as it is. I'm like, you will be surprised at the stuff that will come your way for free okay. or, or in unexpected ways. Yes. So, uh, so yes, I do do a board uh, now and uh, I, but I, you know, I walk past it and I sometimes I have it, a copy of it on my phone and it just puts me in a space right each day where I could look and see, yeah, you know what? I still want to experience this. I still want to experience that. And as opposed to turning on the news and be like, oh, God, it's a pandemic and we all going to die. Oh, God, I just sneezed. That's it. Kick out a cat, you know, and feeding yourself all this fear every day. Right. So you are feeding your spirit one way, way or another. So yeah. how are you doing it? What are you feeding it? Here's a funny story. I was working as a consultant. You know, I work in IT. And I was in Chicago. Um, and it was like the last, literally the last week. I'm going to go back to Oprah this time. This is funny. And I'll be talking to Oprah in my head, like, girl, you know what? You need to calm down. You need to quit. That's what I do. <laughs> so I'm working in Chicago. It's like the last week of her, her show, totally. And it's the last week of filming. And it was the, also the week of my birthday. So this is like March, what, six years ago, something weird. And I'm sitting there and I usually fly into Chicago on Mondays and I leave out on Thursdays. So I'm like, I know she's filming her last shows. And I'm like, Oprah, you know what? If I don't get to get on this show, I'm not going to talk to you ever again like we ever talked <laughs> I, I love it and but you know she had this thing where you had to go apply online to see if you get tickets for the show so i put in like some random dates because i was like if i gotta stay in chicago until friday i'm gonna make this happen so the show winds up calling me and saying hey we have tickets and i'm like i need somebody to go with me but of course all my friends are in atlanta and i'm like no one's gonna be able to come so i called this girlfriend like you get she her husband from delta i'm like you better fly your behind in chicago we're going to oprah well, then the show calls me back. The producer emails me. And she goes, oh, we're doing a thing about CoverGirl. And she goes, would you like to be one of the CoverGirl models? I'm like, well, hello. Okay. Talk to me. So she, <laughs> <laughs> so she started asking me a bunch of questions. And next thing you know, we do like this little promo thing as part of the show. It's like the Sledge Sisters, I think it was, uh, Pointer Sisters, and like all these random singers right there. And we got to be on the show behind the scenes. And I did the CoverGirl thing. So that was, in my mind, all those years me talk, talking to Oprah, even though I didn't see her. Um, I actually was able to do a two-second clip as a cover girl. <laughs> right. And I and, and you see, it, it manifests a little bit. It, it, and often, man, when it does manifest, it's usually bigger and more different and different than what you originally dreamed. You just wanted to get a ticket to go to the show. Just a ticket. And now you're part of it. I'm all behind the scenes, sitting next to the Sledge Sisters or Pointer Sisters. <laughs> so amazing. Now, that's why in that moment, and it just goes back to what you said, if you believe it so powerfully, You'd just be surprised how the universe just puts it all together. It, it, it will line it up. Just stay diligent. Just stay diligent. Because if you think about it, you do have what you say. If you listen, if you truly listen to your language mm. in your everyday life, if your life is miserable, it's probably because you're complaining about it all day. That's all you do is re you're relentlessly complaining about it. And the universe is rewarding you with the hell that you have affirmed. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you, yeah, so you gotta you gotta be mindful of the language. And so when you do that, you'll be surprised how things will begin to open up. Uh, if you go through the day, like for me, I do the gratitude practice every day. I try to find at least five things to be grateful for. And some days are hard. Some days it's like, okay, I'm breathing. I'm grateful for that. You know, some days are just like that. You know? uh, but still, you got to go through. And, and what I find is that I go through the day looking for things to be grateful for. Mm. Total trajectory shift. Because yeah. you're like, you're in a whole different energy space that way, as opposed to going out in the world, being mad and looking for every problem you might be you know what i'm saying you might uh achieve the career success but in the end of the, at the end of the day you're not going to be you're not going to be fulfilled because you're doing that for somebody else when are you going to start living for yourself so if anything start start living for yourself if you're not already doing that i know that might sound selfish but it really is selfless because you can't give to anybody if your cup is empty it's nice to have a support system uh sometimes you might have to be your own support system uh, you know what I'm saying? But you've got that. But that's the thing, like you were saying uh, earlier, you know, you have to put yourself in situations and surround yourself around people. Because sometimes, yeah, some people are dealt a crappy hand. Some of us have a messed up childhood, uh, messed up adult, whatever. Um, but you can't, you, you can't lay and spend your life in blame or regret about all of that. I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to be, but I sure as hell knew what I didn't want to be. Because I had no examples of that. So I think, well, that's what I say, you know, so really uh, push yourself, believe in yourself and, and, and then move forward. But yeah, for your support system, sometimes it may just be you. Um, but seek out people, like you were saying, like-minded, uh, other positive people, people that are where you want to be. Mm. Move yourself, elevate yourself into those spaces. And you can do that. You can't do it coming in with being negative Nelly and crying and whining or whatever. Um, people aren't going to be receptive to that. But if you really are showing an interest and a drive and a desire mm -hmm. to, to be, you will. And, and then your support structure, your support system will grow. As our conversation continues, Lanell shares some sage advice he got from Lady O, as in Oprah. Three people in the world that I could trust. That's what she told me. And I said, I'm thinking like, you're Oprah Winfrey. You're like one of the most beloved people on the planet. How can you only have three people that you can trust? Right. And uh, later I, I, I sort of realized why, but she's, you know, she told me who they were and she said, but you really only just need one. When you change, when you shift your thinking, mm -hmm. you realize who, de who deserves your space, who has uh, earned the right to be in your arena, yes. then you can talk about, uh, you, you don't even have to worry about it. Those people will fall off because as your consciousness shifts, they might be like crabs in the barrel trying to pull you back into the barrel. But if you're not trying to go back in the barrel, they'll just, they'll, Exactly. Fly girl, fly girl, you know, so <laughs> it'll be, you don't have to worry about it. So that's what Facebook and Twitter and Instagram are for. It's like, oh, I can still engage with y'all, but I have to engage with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, but I'm good. <laughs> exactly. Well, this has been amazing, but I can't let you go without your Obama story. You got to <laughs> give me that Obama story. <laughs> I was literally at a friend's house and we were doing our, our vision boards actually. And so I placed a picture on there that I wanted to meet them. And, and I didn't know how this was going to happen because at this point, you know, they've been in the white house. So, you know, it's not like I'm about to run into them in target because they've got this secret service shield and this whole motorcade around them 24 seven. Right. <laughs> so you're just rolling up on them somewhere. So, 
<laughs> so, um, but I put that on the vision board and, and I just thought, you know, I just want to be able to have opportunity to just thank them and to just uh, maybe get a picture with them. But that was really it. I just wanted to be able to meet them and just thank them because I was just so um, impressed by the way they navigated that platform with just such elegance. Yes. And that is a pressure cooker, as we can see right, you know, currently, how right. it's navigated. <laughs> all shade, all tea. In fact, <laughs> I can inject in here. I need some. <laughs> you, you, you're shady on a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go back to being about light and love. But anyway, so, <laughs> woosa. Um, so, uh, I put this on this vision board and I let it go because I was like, I don't know how that's going to happen because I can't figure that out in my head. I had no choice but to surrender. Right. to surrender it so um you know i'm walking past the picture regularly and i'm kind of thinking yeah like what you know i'm thinking in my head what would it be like if you when you when you meet them and you have this experience so i'm you know having all these scenarios in my head but they make me feel good not going about my day um uh one day i am at work and i get an email that we're going to be traveling with um a government client and a lot of times I've traveled with other high government officials um, and they need your social security information for secret service. Mm. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I, I, you know, I'm just do it or whatever. And then I kept thinking like, typically if we got to do secret service. That's like the top three, a president, vice president, maybe a secretary of state or a head cabinet member or something like that. But I still had no clue. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I got a notification that it was going to be, we were going to Hawaii and then bringing them back, bringing this client back to the uh, mainland. And I was thinking, Hawaii after Christmas, only the only thing I could think of is Obama. Really? But I said, I said, nah, I said, nah, no. I said, I said you know, I said, nah. <laughs> and so... Um, Shortly after, then all the, the, the details came out, and I was like, oh, my God, it's him and her? Oh, my, and the dogs? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get myself always together. <laughs> always together. So the motorcade starts rolling up. I was like, this is what your life is like every day when you get, you know, when you leave the house. And so he comes on, comes back, and shakes my hand and uh, asks me my name. And I'm like, well, you know, I introduced myself, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of good. So I'm cool. I'm like, you know. Hey, Obama. She walks in shortly after. She comes on board. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I totally like fanned out. I was like, oh. And so she uh, she just, she blushed. And then came over and just gave me a hug and introduced herself. And, and then I gave him a tour of the plane. And I had to do all the safety stuff. And then on takeoff, we were sitting and we were just like, blah, 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 blah. Like we were just old friends. I was like, oh, my God, this is so crazy. Oh, my goodness. Even to show you just how phenomenal, like that speaks what speaks to their character. We were on the first day we met, we were talking about uh, Mrs. Obama's book tour. And I was telling her how I went to the initial launch with Oprah in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about that. And she says, well, you know, we're coming to Atlanta. And I was like, well, I have to put that on my vision board because I don't know if you know, but that's been sold out, you know, <laughs> and, so she anything. and then that was months later. Uh, her uh, her office contacted me when they came to Atlanta uh, to see uh, to let me know that they had two tickets available right down front. <laughs> it was crazy. So it was Mother's Day weekend, so I had to bring my mom out from California, and she loved it. But they didn't have to. She didn't have to do that. Right. 
Well, I mean, I don't know what else can top the Obamas and Oprah, but Lionel says it's time to revisit that vision board and start manifesting bigger visions. Because my current board, uh, pretty much most of the stuff is manifest. Now I'm trying to add some other stuff. For I'm like, let me just dream a little bigger. Right. Go big. And the universe always has a bigger dream. So I'm like, give it your best shot and then watch and see what happens. Oh, my God. I love it. You know, for the viewers and listeners out there, I hope you're realizing that no dream is too big. No goal is too big. Just believe. That's the big believe. thing. Just believe. And then and when you go, the and when you go, yeah. And when you're in these spaces, just know that you know that you're gonna that you belong there. I I had an instance where, again with Oprah, she would invited me to to an event, and I mean there were A-listers left and right. There's like Barbara Walters was in the room. Uh, I mean just just all these uh, uh, entertainment powerhouses, mm-hmm. and I was kind of looking. I was sitting there like, wow. And, uh, but I was kind of intimidated because I, I, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I felt like I have not in a room full of haves. <laughs> and she, and Oprah sensed it and she was talking to me and she says, Lonel, you're in the room because you belong in the room. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I belong in the room. You sit up straighter then. Right. And <laughs> so I say that to say that, you know, you just, you know, these people eat and excrete just like you do. So. <laughs> So like you were saying earlier, they're just people. They might have more money or more influence, but they're people. And that's the thing. You, uh, you have to own your worthiness and understand that you are worthy and that you deserve to be there. Well, there you have it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it has been a great time talking to you. And we also, we didn't touch on this, but I want to have you back because we want to talk about the LGBT stuff that you're doing and and Absolutely. bring awareness to that from families who have children that are going through it or, or in, you know, just people trying to figure out who they are. I think you Absolutely. have a great story to tell on that. Yes, that's been my life. About that. I would love that. <laughs> Yay. Well, thank you, honey. Go get yourself together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back down, whichever way you want to go with that. <laughs> okay, yes, yeah, so I'm going to go fix them. I'm going to, ooh, I just look, I mean, just, ooh, yeah. That's all right. Listen to this. Y'all don't have to watch it. Just listen to it. <laughs> and hear the words coming out his mouth. <laughs> right. <okay. laughs> well, thank you, Lionel. It's been a joy as always. And just thank you so much. Thank you. And keep shining. We'll talk soon. I can't wait. I know. All right. We'll talk. Okay. Again. Take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did making this episode. If nothing else, I hope that you're encouraged and empowered to dream big. And just when you thought you were big, your dreaming can be even bigger. So be encouraged, be inspired, be motivated, and get out there and manifest those dreams. This is- I'm your host, Rashida, a.k.a. Randomly Rashida, and this is The Real and Random Podcast. Don't go anywhere. I've got a bonus clip here from Lanell as we talk about careers, making the right decision, choosing wisely, and choosing for yourself. Stay tuned. For those in the Valley of Decision... Lanell's got some great pointers and advice on choosing a career, choosing wisely, and more importantly, choosing for yourself. Yeah. First thing is ask yourself why you're going into that field and make sure you're honest with yourself. Are you doing that because it just pays a lot of money? Are you really doing it because you're passionate about it? And there's no judgment. You don't have to answer it to anybody, just, but you do have to answer the question for yourself. So that's the main thing. So whatever you're doing, make sure, it's something, make sure you're honest with yourself why you're doing it. 
But I would encourage you to pursue things that bring you joy, even if they don't pay a lot. They need to pay something so that you have a roof over your head. Right. But, um, and understand that, that doesn't have to always be permanent. So, because you'll be surprised at how things open up and, and money will come to you. So, because if you're just chasing money, then that's not going to be fulfilling in right. the end. That always sounds good to people that have some and not so good to people who don't have any. Exactly. But I'm trusting you. <laughs> As someone who's been in both positions, it's true. Um, but, but follow your heart. And I would just say, whatever it is that you're, that you're pursuing, know that you're worthy of it mm-hmm. and that you can do it. So whatever you're dreaming about, don't doubt it. You know, because a lot of times you're like, you might think, mm, well, maybe I want to go down this career path. And I think I want to do this because I want to do this, this. You want to check all these boxes off. Well, mm, life ain't about checking boxes because <laughs> it's going to throw you some swerves and some curveballs um, and a few wrenches. So <laughs> um, I, would, I would just say, uh, believe in yourself. As I always say, your best and brightest days are ahead. This is Rashida, aka Randomly Rashida, and this has been the Real and Random Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and leave reviews and comments because we as podcasters, we like that sort of stuff. And I will catch you on the flip side. That's so random.